Welcome all listeners to this wonderful teaching. Be sure to be attentive because the Lord Jesus Christ has a message for you through this preaching. Amen. So uh, I thank God for this uh, wonderful morning that he's giving us again to be in his presence and uh, for the breath of life that he renews, for the strength that he's giving us to stand before you and preach the word of God. It is by the grace of God. And uh, I thank the Apostle Mama Ruth for for this uh, opportunity they've given me to share the word of God. So I would like to share the word of God for just a couple of minutes and then I would like us to get into prayer. And God will visit our lives once again this morning. Somebody say amen. So uh, open our, let's open our Bibles in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. Now before anything, um, this morning I, I would like to emphasize on something very important which the Holy Spirit inspired to me as I was... I was just praying to God about this uh, topic that we have been speaking about, about a tireless champion, a, a Christian who, who perseveres and who does not get tired in his walk with God. And uh, there's something that the Lord revealed to me, is that there are many people in the house of God who appear to be very fine, but who deep down in themselves know that things are not going well and we're just forcing ourselves to, to come to church, we're just forcing ourselves to pray. But to know that deep down things are, are, are not actually going the way that we would have wanted things to go. And many people actually get even into a routine of just pre pretending to be well, but you know deep down that I, I, I am just discouraged. I heard a, a, a testimony of a man of God that did almost more than 20 years of ministry. And after 20 years of ministry, he decided that I'm, I'm leaving these things and I'm just going back into the world. And then he, his wife just tried to pretend a little that no, what my husband did did not discourage me. But just a couple of, of, of months, if not years later, the wife also gave up. And then you, after seeing such things, you then ask yourself, what could make a man who spent 20 years of ministry, this was not 20 years of Christianity, but 20 years of ministry serving God. And then the person just says that I'm tired of pretending. This is not my, my, my life. And this is a man, I'm not speaking about a man who was just doing things in a mechanical way. It was a man who was speaking in tongues, a man who has had encounters with big men of God, like uh, one of the men of God I, I can, uh, uh, that he has invited and had a, a conference with his, uh, the great uh, evangelist called uh, Benny Hinn. And this was a man of God who was doing exploits, who had people following him, following his ministry. 20 years of ministry, 20 years of inspiration, 20 years of teaching the word, 20 years of speaking in tongues, 20 years of, of prayer. And then the person just says that I'm, I'm, I'm tired of pretending, I'm, I'm leaving these things. And this is the case for many Christians today. We come in the presence of God, many people are pretending to be one, many people are pretending that we are coming and, and because we love the presence of God, but deep down, there is a, a seed of discouragement which you have. And it's just a matter of time before you say, I'm, I'm tired of pretending. Hallelujah. That is why we see many people, the moment that they, 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 they actually see an, another opening coming in, in their lives, which will not necessitate them to come to the presence of God, they will take that very quickly because they, they know that these things, I have been forcing things for far too long. I, I am tired right now, but we, we need to ask ourselves, how 
can you continue to stand firm in your faith without getting tired? Christianity is not about trying to force things in a mechanical way, but Christianity is first a spiritual life. Hallelujah. And if your strength does not come from within, if your strength does not come from the Spirit, if your strength is a strength that you are just forcing by your own strength, it is just a matter of time before you, you give up. And that is what the Spirit of God uh, taught me and that is what I would like to share with you today uh, on a secret, a very big secret on how you can stand firm in your Christian life and on how you can have longevity in the things of God. Can you give me an amen? Let's open our Bibles in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse, we're going to read verse number 14. The Bible says, this is uh, Paul who's speaking and he says, For if I pray in an unknown language, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Can you say amen? Let's go in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse number ten. The Bible says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches searcheth all things. How many things? All things. Yeah, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. The other version says, the Spirit searcheth the deep things of God. So, when, we, when you go back to our first uh, verse that we read, which is 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse, uh, from verse number 14 and verse number 15, we realize that Paul is saying something that is very important. He says that, I pray with my understanding and I pray also with the Spirit. So that means that Paul is introducing and Paul is teaching about two dimensions of prayer. The first dimension of prayer, which is the prayer with the understanding. And the second dimension of prayer, which is the prayer with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, both dimensions of prayer are very important in the life of a believer. Because the Bible says, when we read in the book of uh, Genesis, that uh, God said, let us create man in our image, in our re re resemblance. God was uh, talking about the spirit of the man that God created in his image and in his resemblance. But after creating the spirit, the Bible says, God then took the dust from, from, from the earth and formed a man. And then he says that God blew a breath of, of life in the nostrils of the man and man became a living being. So that means that here we understand that there are two dimensions of man which God created. The first dimension which is the physical dimension of the human being and the, the second dimension is the spiritual dimension of the human being. 
but we know that the spiritual dimension came first, then the physical came second. But it is very important for us to note that they are both dimensions that have to intervene when it comes to prayer. Now, when, when, when we pray, for example, there are some people who, who take different postures when they're in prayer. Some people will, will go on, on their knees. Some people will bow down. Some people will lay flat on the ground. Some people will, will stand up, lift their hands. You cannot do all of these gestures if you do not have your physical body. But these gestures are also important in prayer. That is why God gave us the physical body because the physical body has a role to play in prayer. But the physical body is not the most important role to play when it comes to prayer, but there is the dimension of the soul of the human being. And when we speak about the soul, the soul is the part of the man that received the emotions. The soul is the part of man that has the feelings of the man. And therefore, when Paul says, I pray with my understanding, he is talking about prayer that is made with the soul, with the understanding of the human being. It is a type of prayer that comes from the emotions and the feelings of the human being. God did not design us to be pr uh, prayer warriors that just pray like uh, uh, robots. But God wants us sometimes to express our feelings, to express our emotions to Him, to tell Him the things that are not going well with us. God sometimes likes people who get into His presence and begin to say, Lord, things are not going well in my life. I have been trying so much and I, I am just discouraged at this point. A dimension of prayer where you are speaking to God as if you are speaking to your own friend. This is the dimension of prayer that, that is a prayer where your, 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 your soul expresses itself to God. And it is very, very important. And God likes that. There are even some people who, who, who make such prayers as, as, as to God, the things that you are doing to me is not good at all. I remember I was at a prayer mountain one day. And there was a man screaming and saying, God, look at me nicely. I'm not a, a, a piece of metal. What you're doing to me here, you're going to kill me. Now, God, God likes the expression of the soul. Give me an amen. Now, this is a type of prayer that may make you laugh, but this is the type of prayer that came from the emotions of a man. So a man reaches a level where he feels that I have suffered so much and I need to express my emotions to God. God needs to know how I am feeling. God likes this type of prayer. But although the prayer with the understanding or the prayer as an expression of the soul is important, it is very limited. Am I speaking to somebody? Because when you pray with your understanding, the, the, the understanding of a man is linked to only, the, is, is linked to the flesh of the man. So that means that the understanding of the man can only understand the past and the present. The understanding of the man only has understanding about the past and the present, but does not control the future. That is why the Bible says that nobody is master of his own future, but it's the, the, the future of a man is in the hands of God. So that means that when you pray with your understanding, although it is an important level of prayer, it is a very limited uh, moment of prayer. Or it is a very limited dimension of prayer. Why? Because you, it's, you only express what you already know. But when you get into the dimension of prayer with the Spirit, the Spirit does not only know about the past and the present, but the, future, the, the Spirit also knows about the future. And therefore, a person who prays in the Spirit is doing a type of prayer that is not limited. He's doing a type of prayer that does not only affect his present life, but also affects his future. That is why the Bible says that the, the, the Spirit searches all things and searches even the deep things of God. Therefore, the reason why many Christians have been praying 
but they have been getting discouraged is because they have been doing too many prayers with their understanding but very less prayers in the spirit because when you pray in the spirit you align yourself with the perfect will of God when you pray in the spirit you align yourself to understand what is the will of God for the moment and therefore you pray and you pray an efficient prayer that is why the Bible says that you pray but you do not receive why? because you do not pray well but what is that not praying well? It is because you are praying to satisfy your own carnal desires. But you're not praying to know what is the will of God. And when you pray according to the will of God, you will always have results. But many Christians who, who get discouraged, many Christians who, who, who stop praying at a certain level is because they do too many prayers with their understanding, but very less prayers with the Spirit. And therefore, the Spirit is very inactive. Christianity becomes very important and Christianity becomes very interesting in the sense that Christianity is a very is very spiritual. If I'm speaking to you, give me an amen. amen. Hallelujah. So that means that God does not just want us to pray with our knowledge, with our understanding. God does not just want us to pray with our sensations, with our emotions. God does not just want us to pray according to what we understand and according to what we know, but God wants us to reach the dimension of praying according to what He wants to do in our lives at a specific moment. Because a person who prays in the Spirit aligns himself with what God is saying. And therefore, when you always pray, according to what God is saying and according to what God is about to do, you will never miss it when it comes to prayer. The reason why many people pray, and this is something that you may even ask yourself today, how many times have you spent time in the presence of God, you prayed for, 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 for something, you fasted for something, but yet you still saw the opposite of what you prayed coming to pass. You prayed for a breakthrough, you fasted for it. You said, God, I need this to come to my life. But afterwards, you just see the opposite of what you prayed for coming to pass. Because the reason why the opposite happened is because God had his will at a specific moment. But you prayed according to what you wanted to receive. But you, you need to understand that God does not always give us what we want, but God always gives us what we, we need. He always provides to our needs, not to our wants. And therefore, when a person gets into the dimension of prayer in the spirit, you get into praying not according to what you want only, but according to what you need at the present moment. There are certain people, maybe you, you can begin to pray because you see that you do not have money and you feel like, I need to pray for God to give me money right now. Or I need to, to pray for, for God to give me a marriage. If we were to, to lift many people here and say, what do you want God to do for you? Many people will express their own needs according to what they lack. But maybe God knows that for the moment, it's not, it's not the moment for you to get married first, but it's the moment for your ministry to grow. And when your ministry will grow, that is how you'll be ushered into your marriage and into other parts of your destiny. Now, if you only do a prayer according to the flesh, you will not know what is the will of God for you at this specific season. And therefore you will pray and not see results and get fr uh, uh, very frustrated at life. Because you'll say, I've been praying, but I have not been seeing results. And it seems like I'm just speaking and I'm just making declarations and I'm just prophesying, but things are not coming to pass in my life. But today God is saying, align yourself with the perfect will of God. Don't only pray with your understanding, but pray with the Spirit. This is the dimension of prayer where you see a man prays and he comes out of that prayer with an inspiration. 
we are very tired of this type of even uh, people who, who even sing musicians but just singing the same songs from the 1st of January to the 31st of December we already know that it's gonna these are the songs that are aligned so if it's not this one it's gonna be the other one no inspiration why because people are praying but people are only praying with their understanding you know when you get into the dimension of praying with the Spirit you, you can try to sing a song but the Holy Spirit shifts you into something else you can get up here with the idea that I'm, I'm going to sing a specific song, but God inspires you on the spot and you begin to sing something else and things begin to happen in the life of people. This is the dimension of Christianity that we want to experience in our generation. How many people are tired of, uh, of doing the same things and are tired of routine in this place? Hallelujah. The same things happening over and over again. We already know that when we come in a service, this is how the service is going to be lay, laid out. Because many things are done in a carnal way and many Christians do not even realize how carnal they actually are. Because we think that as long as you have prayed, you have done a spiritual activity, you know that you can actually pray but be out of the will of God. Because it is not done according to the will of God for the moment. Am I speaking to you? Give me an amen. And therefore, the will of God for the moment is for us to seek to be different types of Christians who get out of the dimension of praying with their understanding, of getting out of the dimension of praying with what they understand and with what they know, but getting to the dimension of praying with what only the Spirit knows and understands. Because the Spirit knows what is important for, for this season, for this moment. And therefore, when you pray with your understanding, you only pray according to what you master, according to what you, you know. I was giving an example uh, of, of, of the, the, the great man of God uh, uh, who, who passed away, Prophet T.B. Joshua. And many people, when, when he, the man of God became sick, many people would have said, we should get into prayer now and, and fast and pray and go to the mountain, pray for, for the man of God. And you would have realized actually that if you had actually taken time to pray like, like, like that, you are praying because you are making a prayer according to your understanding, according to your emotions. Because when you see the man of God, you tell yourself that he's too young to go for the moment. God has to heal him. He has been a blessing for the body of Christ. We need to pray for God to heal his, for God to heal his servants. And therefore you see that people will pray like this, but when you do a prayer according to the Spirit, you will then know how to discern that don't pray for him to be healed, but it is his moment that God is calling him to go back to heaven. How many times have we prayed for, for things without understanding the presence of God and therefore we have prayed, but the contrary of what we prayed came to pass. There are certain people, when you look at them on the hospital bed, you may see a person is sick in his body and the person is, is about to die. In your flesh, you'll feel compassion for that person. In your flesh, you'll say, I, I need to pray. God needs to heal this person. But when you begin to pray in the Spirit, the Spirit understands what, what, what your flesh and your understanding cannot understand. Because your spirit goes deeper into the, the, the knowledge, into the understanding. And therefore, you, you, your spirit can discern that don't pray for healing for this person because it is his time for the person to go. Now, if we are Christians who are not spiritual, we're going to be praying for things, but never seeing results, and therefore we get frustrated and discouraged. Why? Because we have prayed, but in a very carnal way. That is why God is 
calling us to change our level of prayer. To change the type of prayer that we actually do. You can spend even five hours in prayer but still do a carnal prayer. Prayer is not only about quantity, but prayer is also about the quality of prayer that you have done. Let me tell you that you can, do, you can spend many hours in prayer praying for something that will never come to pass and you'll see the contrary coming to pass. You can even fast. What, what is very weird is that you can even fast but yet still see the contrary of what you have fasted for coming to pass. Why? Because you did a fasting out of a very carnal objective. God is calling us to step up when it comes to our prayer lives. Don't only pray in the flesh, pray in the spirit. These are the type of prayers where somebody comes out very inspired by God. With a new song, with a, a new teaching, with something inspired which just comes from heaven. And let me tell you that the effect that something has on this, in this earth shows us where that thing actually comes from. Something that comes from heaven cannot have common results on earth. But for you to be able to attract something from heaven into the earthly dimension, you need to do a prayer in the spirit. You need to multiply prayers in the spirit. There are some moments, especially when we have some services that we're organizing. You know that you have a service, a prophetic service, for example, where you get into prayer without anything in your mind, without saying that I'm going to pray for anything, but you just get into prayer, you just begin to speak in tongues, to speak in tongues. And the Holy Spirit will then begin to inspire you. That's pray for, for this thing, pray for that thing, pray for this thing. Prayer in the Spirit is a type of prayer where you get into the presence of God, but you do not have your own agenda. You do not have your own objective to obtain, but you are getting into the presence of God to receive something from Him and to hear from Him and to know what is the perfect will for, of God for you at this specific moment. This is how God wants us to pray. When we pray like, like this, we'll pray and we'll not get tired. Because the strength will come from within. Christianity is not about forcing yourself to come to church, no. Christianity is not about forcing yourself to pray. If you have reached at that dimension, something is extremely wrong with your spiritual life. But Christianity, things should flow because they come from within, because the Spirit energizes your spirit. Somebody say amen. Somebody give me an amen. Hallelujah. Now, a person who prays by, by, by the Spirit will know what God wants him to do at a specific moment. Will always know what God wants him to do at a specific moment. He will not just try to touch things. You know, many Christians, what, what they do is that they, they just touch here and there and there and, they, and then they just hope that one of the things that they have done is going to work in their favor. That is not how Christianity works. But in Christianity, you need to be specific. You need to have a strategy. A strategy for, for, from God that says that do this right now and you'll see this result coming to pass. When the children of Israel reached be before the wall of Jericho, I think that if it was the Christians of today, we'll begin to send fire in, in that wall. We send fire in the name of Jesus. You all, we command you to fall. There are some times when you can get into prayer, you see that you have so many battles Naturally speaking, if, if you were to pray with your understanding, you will tell yourself that I need to pray and get into spiritual warfare. But when you get into the dimension of praying with the Spirit, the Spirit can tell you that right now do not do spiritual warfare but just celebrate. 
the Spirit can tell you that just begin to sing, just, just, just begin to clap and shout. And when you begin to do that, you see that there's a victory that you get into the realms of the Spirit. Now, if you do not pray in the Spirit, you'll get into there and do spiritual warfare from 1st of January to 31st of December, but you'll never see results. Because your prayers are done with only your understanding, with only what you master. But what you master is not enough to sustain your Christian life. Your Christian life can only be sustained by the Spirit, which understands, which goes deeper, and which knows even the heart of God. When you pray in the Spirit, the, 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 the Spirit even knows the thoughts of the devil. The Spirit even knows the thoughts of men. That is why a man who prays in the Spirit, who prays in the Spirit, will always have uncommon results. Now, the, the Bible, when you read over here, you notice that Paul does not say, I pray in the Spirit, but he says, I pray with the Spirit. That means that when we speak about praying with the Spirit, it is not only about, we're not only speaking about praying in tongues, but we're speaking about a type of prayer that is inspired by the Spirit of God. And in order for you to reach the dimension of being inspired by the Spirit of God, you need to pray first in the Spirit to be able to pray with the Spirit. If I'm speaking to you, give me an amen. So when you spend a lot of time speaking in tongues, the Bible says that whoever speaks in tongues, he edifies himself. When he's speaking about edifies himself, it is not your flesh that you're edifying, but it is your spiritual man that you're edifying, your inner man that you're edifying. And when that inner man is edified and is getting stronger, then you will see that you will be aligned with the Spirit of God and your prayers that you will be doing will be inspired by God. Your teachings that you will be teaching will be timely teachings because they will be inspired by God. The songs that you will be singing will be songs that are inspired by, by God. When we go a, a couple of years back, we, we, we see songs like Hallelujah, Hallelujah, can you just prepare that on the piano? Now, this is the type of song that I think that it has been there for many decades. A very simple song. But you see that up to now, when we sing it, we still feel the presence of God. But the song that people are composing today, you'll see it can have a lot of success because of social media, but after a while it just goes back down. Why? Because people are just singing songs because they want to be known. People are singing songs just because he's already being called a musician so he, he, he needs to just sing a song and release an album but that song is not truly received from, from a prayer in the spirit you know the type of song that will have effect in this world is the type of song that is received in true intercession in the spirit when somebody has spent time in the presence of God speaking to God speaking to God for hours and God inspires him with something it can be very simple but it will have strong effect in this world hallelujah there are some songs when you just begin to sing them you, you feel like the atmosphere just changes hallelujah because these are things that are inspired from heaven but in order for you to be to begin to get inspired by heaven you, you need to do prayers in the spirit it, it does not only limit itself to teachings or songs but it goes even beyond you can actually be inspired by God for a business idea you can be inspired by God onto what you need to do next for your family. Let me tell somebody that stop praying only according to what you master and according to what you understand. You know, a prophet or a, a, a spiritual Christian is a person that does not just see things according to what is physical, 
but according to what is happening in the spirit. That is why things can look good today, but in the spiritual realm, somebody who prays with the spirits can understand that if we do not pray now, tomorrow, what is looking good now is not going to look good tomorrow. And therefore, you begin to align yourself, you begin to prepare yourself already today. Now, if you do not, you have those revelations, you will just begin to be a victim of circumstances that, that, that happen in this world. A spiritual man is a man that can reach in a place where people are saying things are not going good over here, but he can see that over here, things are going very well. There was a man of God who was giving his testimony that uh, he was in a town where things were prospering, things were going very well, and there was an abundance of, 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 of uh, food in, in that town, actually. There was no sign of a crisis coming anywhere near that town. But at a certain moment, God just tells him that buy salt, buy a, a lot of salt and at that time salt was, was extremely cheap because I mean it was just very available and God said him that buy a lot of salt and just store it in your house and he was like buy, I mean why, why is God asking me to, 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 to like buy, buy salt and he did not pro, pro, uh, actually uh, wait or procrastinate he just went and bought a lot of salt stored it in his house and months went by months went by at the point where he started asking himself did I really hear God properly or did I just waste my money on buying this useless salt now that is at my house here? Because salt is ex extremely cheap. Even if I was to, to sell this salt, I won't get any profit from it. And a couple of months down the line, something happened where there was a very big shortage of, of salt. And in, in, in just a couple of days, and maybe in South Africa you have not experienced it, but when you go to, to, to my country, you can have a price of something today. Tomorrow you wake up and the, the price is, is at another level. Hallelujah. And this is what actually happened in that place. That the price of salt was low today and because of the shortage that was announced, the price of salt went up at a very high uh, level. And you see that people began to fight for salt. People began to look for salt. And this is the man of God that has so much salt. And this is how he sold the salt and made so much profit and became a multi-millionaire. Why? Because one day somebody heard the voice of God. But for you to be able to align yourself with what God is saying for the moment is when you do not pray according to what you are seeing with your physical eyes, but according to what is happening in the spiritual realm. God can, can tell you that for the moment, invest in this thing. I think that people who invested in, in uh, Bitcoin, for example, in, when it came out, I think 2009, right? I think people who were sensitive to invest in that time when it, it just costed a couple of cents. Today, those people are multi-millionaires. Now, if people of the world, according to analysis, can know that this thing is going to go up, how much more our God, who is the master of time and circumstances? But why do Christians, why are Christians not able to receive the revelations of God? It is not because God is not speaking. Hearing God does not depend on the volume of His voice. But hearing God depends on your spiritual sensitivity. But for you to activate that sensitivity, Paul gives us the secret here. He says that I pray with my understanding. Although it is important, I do not limit myself there. But I get you to the dimension of praying with the Spirit. Am I speaking to somebody? Let us change our way of praying. Let us change our way of, of, of doing the things of God. Into being sensitive to the Spirit. What is the Spirit doing? What is the Spirit saying for the moment? And when we actually do this, this is how we're going to see the hand of God in our generation. Now, the, the, the Bible 
speaks to us and tells us that the Spirit search the mind of God. And it is only through the Holy Spirit that we can know what is the perfect will of God. It is only through the Holy Spirit that we can actually align ourselves with what God wants us to do for the moment. And if we have the habit of praying like this, we'll make prayers that will always have results. We'll make prayers that will always have results and we will not get discouraged. I'll give you an example. Uh, in, when you go back in the Bible, in the book of Acts, chapter 11, we, we see that a tragedy happens in the church. The Bible says that they, they, there was a time when they, they, they captured a great man of God, a great apostle in the church called uh, James. And a while after he was put in prison, they even killed him. But while James was in prison, the church was not praying. And I believe that people were telling themselves that this is a man of God. God has called him. God will, will take care of him. Nothing is going to happen. How many things have we lost today simply because we were not in prayer when God expected us to be in prayer? Now, James get killed and a couple of, uh, of moments later, they also capture Peter. But when they capture Peter, the church rises in prayer. Because people understand that if they took James, they will not take Peter. They understood that if they took James and James was got into prison, they knew that the routine that after prison it was death. So they said that the same thing cannot happen to Peter again. Let us rise in prayer. They did not rise to, 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 to fight or to raise arms, but they fought in the spirit. And when they begin to pray for, for Peter, we, we see an angel that, that actually gets into the prison and delivers Peter from that prison. And I think that there was somebody who understood in the spirit that it was not Peter's moment to die yet. Because Jesus had promised Peter that Peter was going to die when he was old. And therefore, Peter being young, it was not his time to die yet. It is very important for us to understand in the spirit that at this moment, this thing cannot happen to me yet because God has promised to me that something has to happen before this moment. And therefore, when I see the contrary, I get into prayer because I need to impose the will of God in my life. Now, when things happen to us like this, many Christians are in distraction. Many people, many Christians are sleeping while the enemy is fighting against us. Let me tell you something. The, a prophecy from God given over your life does not reassure a lack of fighting or a, a lack of opposition. But even the fact that you have a prophecy over your life, that will even be the very cause of the oppositions that you receive. And therefore you need to be sensitive in the spirit to know that right now this is how God wants me to pray. The Lord was telling me something that we should not just pray we should not just pray according to what we believe will have results. Or we should not just pray according to what brought results yesterday. But we should pray according to the strategy that God gives us today. You know, I, I, I love a guy in the Bible, a man in the Bible called uh, uh, David. The Bible says that David was a great warrior. He was used to fighting. Since his young age, the Bible says that he was very young, taking care of the sheep of his father. When a lion would come, he would fight the lion. When a bear would come, he would fight the bear. David, who found himself in front of Goliath, as small as he was, managed to defeat Goliath. 
And afterwards, when he gets into the, 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 the position of, of king in Israel, David was a mighty warrior. He was used to fighting battles and in winning battles. But the Bible said that there was a moment when the Philistines came and Israel fought, fought against the Philistines and, Philistines and Israel won victory over the Philistines. And then afterwards, the Philistines waged war against Israel a second time. And David does not say, I'm going to beat them the way I've always beaten them. Different from, from many Christians in this place. You say that, I, I know that when such situations come, I always pray. That is why yesterday you see that you prayed, you saw result, but for this one, it's, it defeats you. Why? The problem is not that you have not prayed. But the problem is that did you pray according to the strategy that God gave you for the specific battle? But David does not say, I'll beat them like every time, but he goes to the presence of God and says, Lord, should I pursue this fight? And am I going to win this time? This is the type of person that prays with the Spirit. Does not pray according to his understanding or according to what he knows. Does not fight according to what he already masters, but fight according to what the Spirit inspires to him for the specific moment. And this is what God is, is saying to us as a church this morning. God does not want us to be people of routine, people who do the same things. Christianity is not about doing the same things over and over again. But Christianity is a life that should go from glory to glory. But the only way that you can reach to this dimension is when your prayers are changed from a prayer with understanding to the prayer with the Spirit. That is why Paul says that when I pray with my spirit, my understanding is fruitless. So remove your emotions from prayer. Remove what you already know from your prayer. Remove what you already feel. Christianity is not about sensation. It's not about what, 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 what you feel. Hallelujah. Christianity is not about, uh, not about what you know or about what you feel. But Christianity is about what God is doing in your life at the moment. Christianity is, is a life of revelation. You know, I, I, I can tell you, a lot of people will, will ask the questions. The question, why is it that even for a prophet, I think that everybody who operates in the, in the prophetic ministry will, will actually know that when you work in a church where you have the habit of working, you've been working so much in that church, you'll see that at a, at a certain point, the prophetic anointing does not manifest itself very strongly anymore. It's the same for, for, the, for the anointing of, of uh, miracles or healing. Why? Because proximity and ha habits destroys the sacred. But you'll see that, that, that that same person, when you bring him to another place where he does not know anybody, you'll see that the dimension will be at another level. Why? Because when I speak to somebody that I have never met, that I have never known, my emotions are not involved in, in what I'm telling him. That is why the Bible says that in the, when you read in the Old Testament, there were three people who were qualified to receive the anointing. Amen? The first person was the king. Somebody said the king. The second person was the priest. Somebody say the priest. And the third person was the prophet. Somebody say the prophets. Now, the king received the anointing for him to be able to rule over Israel. And this is why he was anointed by, by, by God. The second person who received the anointing was the priest. The priest received the anointing because the, the, the priest was a man who lived amongst the society. The priest knew the problems of the people. The priest socialized with the people. 
the priest ate the same food that the people ate. The priests suffered the same problems that the, that the people suffered. So if there, there was a problem of the, uh, an economic problem, the priest would also be affected by it. But the, what the priest did is that he took the problems of the people and once every year, the Bible says that he will get into the Holy of Holies and he would present the sins of the people so that God can have mercy on, on the people. And that is why he received the anointing upon his head. So the priests lived with the people and occasionally entered the presence of God. Hallelujah. The priests spoke with the people often and occasionally entered the presence of God once every year. The priests spoke with the people, knew the people, understood the problems of the people, had a certain relationship with the people. His emotions were connected to the emotions of the people and once every year would get into the presence of God. But when you speak about the prophets, the prophets lived with God. The prophet did not live in the society. The prophet did not socialize with the people. The prophet lived on the mountains with God. The prophet was not part of the society. And therefore, that is why you see that sometimes the Bible says that when some prophets would get into the, the town, people would shake and say, what has this man come to bring us again? Because this was a man who slept with God, who woke up with God, who spent his days with God, and who came occasionally with the people. That is why he could receive perfect revelation from God because there was no proximity, there was no emotions. That is why you could see a prophet coming and looking at the king and saying, you, it is left three months for you and you're actually go, 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 going, going to, to pass away, to die. And he, he does not even care about how the person would, would feel because why? There was no emotions attached. Hallelujah. But the priest had a heart which felt for, for the people. If the priest was ever to receive a revelation that somebody is going to die, the priest would feel so bad, but the prophet did not even care. That's why you see uh, a lot of prophets in the Bible, they, they had anger issues. A prophet like Elijah, they bring an army and he just burns all of them. They bring the, the, the second troop, he burns them again. And you see, which type of human being is this? Why? Because he had no connection, emotional connection with the people. Hallelujah. After, after winning against the, the prophets of Baal, if it was a person, another person, he would say, okay, you guys give your life to, to God and believe in my God and I will deliver you, you can go free. But Timmy says, no, no, they, they must kill these people. Why? Because the prophet spent all his time with God and his human emotions were very diminished. If you want to hear God very well, remove emotions from, from your prayer. Hallelujah. If you want to hear God clearly, remove your emotions. The things of God is not about emotions and feelings. That is why at, at moments you can reach in front of a person, you say, I want to pray for the healing of this person, but God says, this person is going to die. But if you pray with your emotions, you will pray, God, heal this person, heal this, and you pray for hours, but you will not see the results, and then you get fr very uh, frustrated and say, God, why did you not hear me? But if you had prayed in the Spirit, if you had prayed with the Spirit, you would understand that this is not the type of prayer that I have to do. But what I have to do here is to prepare this person to, for him to go. Hallelujah. If we become spiritual people, the people of this world will, will not mess with us as Christians anymore. Because the dimension at which we'll be operating will be a very uncommon dimension. The dimension of the Spirit. And the Spirit knows no limits. And therefore, God wants you to get out of your dimension of prayer, where you only pray according to, 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 to the, the needs that you know that you already have. 
where you only pray according to what you already know, what you already understand, what you already master. Where you pray because of what you have seen. Where you pray because you have seen something happening in, in, in the news. Where you pray because you have heard a message being passed on WhatsApp. But where you pray because you are aligned with the spirits and what the spirit is doing for the moment. I feel like God is about to change somebody into a most spiritual man when it comes to prayer in the name of Jesus. And when you do often prayers in the Spirit, it will also be difficult for you to get discouraged and for you to stop in your walk with Christ. Because the Spirit will always strengthen you. Strength has to come from within. Strength has to come from within. Hallelujah. I remember... Uh, a, a, a couple of years ago as I was explaining this testimony a couple of years ago we were we were, we were praying for for the deliverance of, of a person of a person who was possessed by an evil spirit and I, I, I was there with, with a group of people and we were praying for this man to be delivered and we cast the spirit out and say in the name of Jesus and the demon looks at us and says I, 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 I am Jesus Christ how are you going to chase me? It's myself, I'm Jesus Christ. And this is a demon speaking and saying he's Jesus Christ. So I can tell you that demons are not scared of pronouncing the name Jesus. We have seen it with the children of, of, of Skiva. The Bible said that they reached in, in front of a possessed man. And they said, in the name of Jesus, that Paul preaches. So they even specified the name of Jesus, not any Jesus. Maybe there might be another Jesus in the neighborhood, but we're saying the one that Paul preaches we catch, and the, what did the demons answer to them? Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But you. So we prayed for that person and said, in the name of Jesus. And that demon answers us that I am Jesus Christ. So you, how are you going to chase me? It's myself, I'm Jesus. And we spent so many hours on that spirit. I think it was, it, it was about, even about two hours that we spent screaming on that, human, on, on that, on that spirit. But the spirit would not leave. He would not even fall. He would not even scream. He would answer us very calmly. I'm, I'm Jesus. It's me, Jesus. You're not going to chase me. <laughs> You're not going to chase me. I'm Jesus, me. And, and we, 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 I'm like, this is, in, I've, I've been doing deliverance, but I've, I've never seen this type of demon. Even if they say this type comes through fasting and prayer, this is above fasting and prayer now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, we, we tried to chase this demon and the demon would just not leave and we, we were sweating and we were so tired we were like at what time are we going to go back home with this type of demon at a certain point we decided that okay let's just, just pray so the person can the man can come back and then we'll take another meeting with him for another day we prayed but the demon would say I'm, I'm not going I'm still here and after moments I just took myself time to withdraw myself and to pray and to ask God that which type of case is this one now and how are we going to handle this type of case? And God just tells me that, call the people who are you, you are with and begin to pray in tongues. So now we, we shifted from the dimension of praying with an, our understanding, of praying according to what we already knew, of praying with what was the custom, and praying according to what the Spirit was telling us to do at the specific moment. And when we began to speak in tongues, it was just a couple of minutes, the man was agitated and the Spirit left. And the man was delivered from this spirit. So after spending hours, let me tell you that you can spend hours in doing something that could have just been done in minutes simply because you did not pray in the spirit. 
But when you pray in the Spirit, God will tell you that for this case, don't pray like this, but pray like this. Some people, maybe you can spend 40 days fasting and praying, whereas God wanted you to only do three days. And therefore you see that all of these other days that, that you spent, you, you just wasted it like that. But if you are a person who prayed in the Spirit, you would understand that God is telling me that right now, the strategy that I'm giving you, pray like this, do this, do this and do that. God can tell you that pray for three days, take an offering, go and give it and then things just open up. But you say, no, me, me, I know how these things work. It's 40 days on the mountain. And therefore you're going to see that, you're going to do that and when you don't see the results, you'll get tired. This is how Christians get tired. And after many years of Christianity, somebody then realizes that I'm, I, I've been faking things for, for too long. Things are not going well. I'm, I'm tired of these things. How are other people having results? Those who have results, don't ask yourself how are they having results, but ask yourself what are the things that they are doing? What, what is the secret behind these results? Spiritual men and, and women are different. That's why the Bible says that as like a wind, no one knows where it is coming from. No one knows where it is going. So shall be those who are born from the Spirit. So that means that when you are a person who shifts the to, uh, from the dimension of just understanding, from the dimension of what you understand and from what you master, to the dimension of what the Spirit itself only masters, that is how you have uncommon results. I always tell myself that if you want to be at a dimension of controlling what you do not understand and what you do not know. You need to spend a lot of time also speaking in a tongue that you do not understand and that you do not know. What am I trying to say by that? How do, I, how do you reach in front of a person that you have never met, begin to speak to him about things that you're not supposed to know about that person? You need to train yourself. You need to train your spirit. You need to train your understanding to speak in a language that it does not master but that only your spirit masters. Hallelujah. That is how God will introduce us into the level of having prayers that will always have results. Praying with the spirit cannot miss. It is impossible. It is simply impossible. And therefore, I, 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 want, I want us to do this type of prayer where we, we do not just pray, but we pray according to the strategy of God. Just yesterday, I, I, I was in a place, a, a service that we had, and that was a service which was supposed to start from 11 a.m. to 12, 12.45. So at, at 11.30 is when I, I took the word, but we finished at half, about half past three, and people were there, people did not even walk out of the room. Now, so certain people, just after, after 10 minutes past, you begin to look at the watch already. Why, why did people not leave? And it did not even feel as if it was so many hours. We just felt, many people just said, it felt as if we just did one hour and a half. Why? Because the Spirit had taken over. Hallelujah. And this is the dimension at which God wants to bring us. Where the Spirit just takes over our services. We do not have control anymore. No, there's nobody who's controlling whatever is happening, but the Spirit is just doing His work. You can reach like this and you say, I want to begin to preach the word. But you just see that the Spirit is just do, doing something different. People are getting delivered. People are getting healed. This is the type of thing that God wants us to get into. Where we pray, but we pray with the Spirit. 
Not with our understanding, but with the Spirit. So many people, I, I want you, I, 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 the, the Spirit of God is speaking to you at this moment. That after this moment, you should stop praying for what you have been praying for. Get into the presence of God, not with, with an agenda already, but ready to pray according to what the Spirit will inspire you. Don't be a Christian who always gets in the, into the presence of God. You already know that when I'm getting in there, I'm, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes. I'm going to pray for this topic, this topic, and that topic. When you are done, after the 30 minutes, you just leave and go. But just get in, in prayer and allow God to manipulate you. Allow God to use you. Allow God to speak to you. Allow the, the, the Spirit to, to, to actually flow in your prayer. Introduce the Spirit in your prayer life. Be a partner with God in your Christian walk. And when you pray like this, let me tell you that you will do years and you will never get tired. You will never abandon in the name of Jesus. And I pray that God may remove any discouragement in the hearts of anybody who was discouraged in Jesus' mighty name. Some people are discouraged because of routine, because of the same things happening over and over again. The same things happening. You say, God, why is it that every year, it is the same thing. I already know that in January, my children are going to fall sick. By the time we reach September, I know that we're going to have a financial problem. By the time that we reach here, usually this thing happens. I already I, I, I always fall sick. There's some people, I was speaking to a person who was telling me that every year at a specific month, there's a sickness that, that always comes back. And this has been like that for, for many years. And she, this has been a person who has been praying. But the problem is that she was praying with her understanding, with what she understands. Just praying and saying, Lord, deliver my sickness, deliver my sickness. God can tell you to do something very simple. You know, something that, that, that's distinguished Mary in the Bible was that when she received Jesus, she did not cry like other people. Son of Joseph, have mercy on me. Son, 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 son of David, have mercy on me. That was the culture. That was the, what everybody was doing. But Mary, when she came to the feet of Jesus, she just poured her perfume, wiped with her hair. And that's how she attracted the presence of God in her life. So sometimes God, a person who prays in the Spirit, will understand that sometimes God will act just in a very simple gesture that you actually do. In a very simple gesture that you will actually do. And you see the manifestation of the presence of God. I was reading a book uh, about a story and I'm fishing by this of uh, uh, Pastor Chris Oyakilome who was speaking about uh, one of the first steps of his, his ministry and we, we see how God uses him in a very strong dimension of power and he was saying in the beginning of his ministry he, he, he had just read about the Holy Spirit but had not really experienced the Holy Spirit and the power of God and he always wanted to experience the, the, this, this power and he, he read that to, to experience this power, you must just preach the gospel and the power will accompany you. And he said, I'm going to go and do the experience. He prayed, he prayed, he prayed. He got into moments of fasting and prayer. And afterwards, he actually went into a school. And this was a school of where there was a lot of, of uh, girls in that school. And he said, when he reached there, he said, I want to preach the word. They began to, 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 to actually uh, uh, laugh at him first. And you, you, you know you're standing there as an only man and you have a lot of women just laughing at you. You can feel the embarrassment first that, that, that you'll have. Huh? So they were just laughing at him. And he says, he, he just encouraged himself and said, he's going to preach the gospel. And he preached the gospel and he says, how many want to give the life to Christ? And they just came all over, they just came all over us just in a joking way. Huh? 
All of us, he said, okay. And he said, anyways, even if they're joking, I'm still going to do the prayer. He did the, the prayer. They accepted Christ. After that, he, he, he spoke a little about the Holy Spirit. He said, who wants to receive the Holy Spirit? They screamed, they, they screamed again, yes, who wants to receive? And after that, he said, uh, raise up your hands. And he said, receive the Holy Ghost. And there was not even one single sound. It was just quiet. And people, they just be, 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 began to look around and say, well, okay, what is happening now? Because people were waiting for something to happen. And he says, raise your hands again. Receive the Holy Ghost. Nothing happened. Afterwards, he says, okay, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm very embarrassed. I don't know what to actually do here. But he says, okay, j j j just begin to pray and say, God, touch me. God, touch me. And he gets into a corner and says, God, okay, what should I do now? Now, I, I did what they told me that I must do, that I must preach and I must speak about the Holy Ghost, but still nothing is happening here. And then God tells him that just touch the person who is the closest to you. And then that encouraged him and he stopped the prayer directly. And he says, all of you, raise your hands. And he said that as soon as he touched the person who was the closest to him, the whole room just collapsed at once. So you see that the reason why he received the results is because he was sensitive to tell himself that I did what my understanding knew. But right now I must shift to something that my understanding does not know and my understanding, this, this is not something that can be taught in scripture. There's no verse that will tell you that thy shall touch the person closer to you and the whole room will collapse. Hallelujah. But this is something that can only come fresh from heaven. There are some strategies that you'll never have even in the Bible, but that God needs to inspire to you directly. And therefore, when you pray, do not only pray with your understanding, but pray with the Spirit. Because when you pray with the Spirit, you, under, you enable yourself to receive uncommon results. You enable your, 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 yourself to collect things from the spiritual realm and to make them manifest in the physical realm. Am I speaking to you this morning? And God is a God of strategies. God is a God of, of uh, strategies. There are some times when people actually came to receive healing and they were, the Bible said that they would use handkerchiefs, wipe it on the disciples and use it to heal the sick. There were other times when sick people came to receive the healing and the prophet would tell them, go to this specific pool and wash yourself seven times. And after that, you see that leprosy is removed from the body of somebody. Why? Because somebody was sensitive to the spirit. There are some prayers that you are doing that are carnal because you're doing according to what you understand, according to what your emotions feel for the moment. Remove your emotions this morning. Am I speaking to somebody? Remove your emotions from prayer this morning. Pray. Pray. Pray and allow God to speak to you. Allow God to inspire you. And allow yourself to be prophetic. There are certain people even in the house of God. Huh? What is very shocking is that if he, he has already planned that Today, my offering will be 50 rand. Even if the preacher was to preach and to sweat and to jump, he, he, will, he will not add an, an additional even five rand on that 50 rand. He knows that this is, this is the, my offering. But we, we need a dimension of people that you are on your seat and you feel God is speaking to you and you feel that right now I, I need to do a certain prophetic gesture and you do it without thinking of what is going to come after, but you just place that prophetic gesture. Knowing that afterwards, I'm going to see the result. There's some people, you, you can scream, but he'll never say amen. He'll just look. 
But you, 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 that person even knows that today the word was good. I have to say amen. But he knows that I'm too charismatic for, to, to just scream. But we need a, a prophetic generation. We can be in, in, in times like this, as I'm speaking, you feel that you need to speak in tongues. You begin to speak in tongues. You feel that you need to stand up and scream. You stand up. So that is the movement of the Holy Ghost. That is the freedom of the Holy Ghost in the house of God. Where you, 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 you actually do what the Holy Ghost is pushing you to actually do. But people suppress these things because we do not want to look like fools. Or not want to look like unconventional people. Let me tell you that the things of the Spirit are very unconventional and are very... Uh, how, 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 what is this word that we use? Um, political? What's the, the, the contrary of that? Okay, there's a certain word that the people use to, to say that this person does what is contrary to popular belief. Those are the things of the Spirit. Sometimes it's, a, it's, it's foolishness to those who are perishing. But it is a strength to us who are in Christ. Hallelujah. And therefore, let us be spiritual people like that. You can be on the street in your car and you, you feel like you need to speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. They don't, 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 don't hold it back. I remember when, when I was actually in, in, in high school, uh, I would just begin to speak in tongues in class and people actually thought that I, I spoke Arabic. And there's some people, until the time that I finished school, they were convinced that Daniel speaks Arabic. And also, me also, I did not bother to even explain to them. I'm just like, okay, it's fine. I speak Arabic. Hallelujah. Now, those are the things of the Spirit. Sometimes you, you just feel it inside of you. You, you, you just release it. You do not have, have to conform to the norms. Those are the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And when we reach in this dimension of praying with the Spirit, praying with the Spirit, praying with the Spirit, let me tell you that your results will be different. Your results will be different. Just do the experience for the next one month, every day. Make sure that you do not get into prayer with your own agenda, but pray with the Spirit and see if your life will not change. See if you're not, you're not receive results. Why? Because when you pray according to the Spirit, what happens is that your spirit can even capture certain things that you need, but that you do not even know that you actually need. Because God does not always give us what we want, but God always gives us what we need. And therefore, sometimes you can see results coming that you did not necessarily even pray for knowingly, but you prayed for when you are praying in the Spirit. And you see those results just coming to pass. Why? Because one day you were sensitive enough to pray in the Spirit. Somebody who prays in the Spirit can never go wrong. I pray for us to have services like this way. We, 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 as, as, as we're preaching here, somebody just gets inspired. Begins to just sing the song. Another person speaking in tongues somewhere. This is the type of charismatic service that we need. A, a disorder in the order of the Holy Ghost. Something that was not planned. But that God himself had in his agenda. Now, many people put God in a place. We already know that God, okay, now today, this is what you're going to do. Okay, you're going to do this first. You're going to allow me to preach. After I've preached, you're going to wait for us to give offering. Then you're going to, and then God also has to conform to those things. That is why the presence of God has been removed from our churches. The Holy Spirit does not like to be manipulated. The Holy Spirit does not like to be restrained. The Holy Spirit does not like to be given orders. The Holy Spirit likes when you get in here and say, Holy Spirit, 
just take control and just do what you want to do here. Hallelujah. And this is how we shall see the hand of God manifesting in our assemblies and we'll never have common results. I pray for, for a time when we're going to be going to collect people on the street. We receive a, a, a service like this. We begin to prophesy. We collect people on the streets. We say, enter this service. Enter this service. And then we prophesy to them. We say, go on this street. There's a man dressed like this. We go collect that man. So these are unconventional things but that the Holy Spirit uses when he wants to bring a revival. And this is the time when God wants to bring a revival but this revival will come with people that will not only pray with the understanding, will not only pray with what they know, with what they master, but will pray according to what the Spirit wants to do at a specific moment. Can you give me an amen? Put your hands together for Jesus. Can you please stand up? Please stand on your feet if you can. I want us to pray right now.